0: Hello everyone, welcome to this episode of CHATCAST, here with me today I have publisher, journalist and author, especially the publisher and editor-in-chief of Africa Today Maxim,
1: Mr. Kyle deshoinka thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much for inviting me, it's a pleasure being on your program.
0: It is indeed, thank you very much. Uh, Shula, is is he addressed as chief or Mister? Sometimes when you've when you've reached the pinnacle you know, of, of one's career, like yourself, in, in that culture, they the most elevated to, to a chief. So I don't know if it's chief or is he still Mister or or any other title we can we can use, but just just for, for it That's is
1: simply time. Mister. Okay. But uh, I am proud to say that actually. I am the Ashiwaju of Owu Amukokon in Abeokuta. Amukokon is my area uh, in Abeokuta, and uh, that is in Owu Abeokuta. And uh, they gave my compound, uh, Mm. Obanoshaku compound, the title of uh, the Ashiwaju of the area, and they insisted. That I should be the one uh, to be uh, bestowed with the with the title. Uh, my mother would not want me to take any obu or Eba title. Um, yeah. I accepted this reluctantly, you know, because uh, I'm the grandson of the Obuye of obu okay. during the uh, reign of Oba Ajibola. You know, okay. so I know that uh, my father, you know, in his grave um, will be proud that I wow. accepted to be the Ashwadu of Owu, um, but I don't uh, carry the title of chief, okay. I remain wow. simply Mr. Mr. Okay, thank you so much for, for giving us that insight.
0: Congrats on, on on the bestowment of, of that title, and always oh,
1: where um, President of passenger is from, if I'm correct. Yes, yes, Is oh, the going oh, for? Oh, okay, okay. Wow, interesting. Yes.
0: So, ah, wow. So, it's it's, it's, it's sure going to be a very interesting episode, because already you've, <laughs> you've given us an insight, and that's what really brought my attention, especially the main reason this special episode is to is to promote your your memoir, which is a fantastic read. I've I've, I've read it through, and I've, I've tried to finish it again the second time before this this interview, but I couldn't. But you know, I'm sure I'm sure there'll be a lot more um, things to, 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 to get along. So what what made you write this this memoir? If I'm, I'm start with that?
1: Well, um, by by the summer of next year. It will be 45 years uh, of uh, my being in the newsroom as a newspaper reporter. And uh, 45 years in the life of a human being is quite a long time, Uh, much more um, for one in a profession. I've never done any other thing in my life. Every day I've been in the newsroom for 45 years. And um, when you look at what I have uh, done, as a newspaper reporter uh, for 45 years, the interactions that I have had, the positions that I have held, um, Mm. I started my career as a cop reporter, and that is the lowest of the lowest in the ladder, you know, of Mm. the profession. And I grew up, uh, you know, from there to the pinnacle of my career as a publisher. well-known in my country, well-known internationally within the Commonwealth, um, around the world. Um, I survived the parcel Bomb incident in Nigeria, where I almost lost my life. Um, You know, interacted with uh, people who have become very important uh, you know, in Nigeria and some other places interacted with uh, foreign countries that are friendly with Nigeria and uh, met with their presidents and uh, prime ministers and know, you know, the kind of uh, way they hold Nigeria. Ironically, Nigerians, uh, when you are amongst us, we don't see anything good about our country. We denigrate our country. But, uh, I mean, on the other side, it's ironic that people outside uh, understand the importance of Nigeria in Africa. And Mm -hmm. despite uh, our shortcomings, uh, they they still still hold Nigeria in high esteem. uh, There's quite a lot of goodwill still, you know, for a Mm -hmm. country of 200 million people. Um, which are people you know I either don't want to uh, appreciate or the just importance the you know importance of you know that kind of diversity that we have as uh, a strength. So my book uh, which you have read um, yeah. is not just about my career, it is about my experiences uh, around the world um with institutions global institutions with foreign powers uh, you know foreign leaders and the way they the whole Nigeria which I have reported you know um, in the newspapers and magazines that I have worked for over the past 45 years yes
0: that's that's very trendy because your book is um is very very interesting not like like you just mentioned not from your perspective but it gave me a lot of insight into i have very keen interest in and affairs and things especially things that happened when i i, I, I was born in the mid 80s so things that happened before i was born things stories that my dad told me some of them <laughs> some of them I have a bit of <laughs> they're not consistent with with what the actual facts stated so it was good to kind of reconcile what is factual and what people, you know, when they say the story on the streets mm. is. So there was some there was some correlation with the truth. I'll go back to the to the to the parcel bomb um, issue. That was that was really shocking because I've I've been following your your career, I would say, on on social media and on the internet and obviously I I read um, your your magazine online as well. But I've never, one enough, i I've never come across that story of the past i never knew you were you know that close to 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 that um late um journalist uh mr I can recollect yeah so um how you know obviously you 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 were the reporter in in london you were the london Beirut chief yes in the, in the book uh what 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 transpired how did this no no, could could you just provide more insight? I'm I'm sure people that haven't read the book will, will be very much will want to know what really happened and how this why why was Belegia targeted? There's so many questions to, to ask. I don't even know where to start from, but it's quite an interesting story amongst a lot more that that we'll touch in the, in the course of this um interview,
1: hopefully. Well, I couldn't have uh Written my memoirs without, uh, you know, writing about the parcel bomb because that was uh, a crucial uh, moment, turning point uh, in my own career. Um, I, I didn't go into all the details and the fallout, you know, of that incident, because as I said in the footnote, in the book, there is another book coming out, which will deal, um, you know, with the parcel bomb incident, uh, you, you know, deliberately. But what happened on that day is a story that everybody knows about I mean except maybe younger people like you who weren't born at uh, the time uh, it happened it's so unfortunate though that there are so many lies out there about the incident especially when you google and uh, mm. you know read some commentaries you know about the incident a lot of these commentaries are coming from people um, who are abrogated to themselves you know, to the mm-hmm. authorities on the parcel bomb incident and really basically what they were writing are lies, things that did not happen the, you know, on mm-hmm. that day, uh, they even uh, said so many things about me which are not true, you know they said that I was, mm-hmm. some, some, some of them said I was the one that brought the parcel from London I don't know how oh, I could have carried a parcel um, the you know, on me airport security and, and, and passed through there. the security at uh, at that time it was Gatwick Airport, the you know British Caledonia that we used to use to travel to Nigeria, and I uh, passed through that uh, security without bomb being detected, and they always forget, you always forget the story that some people in Nigeria. Delivered the parcel at the gate to the megad. They forget that.
0: Okay. So the megad is the is the security. Just some of our audience yes. are not aware. <laughs> with some of the, so it's security that stands in front of
1: in Nigeria, we, You know, and delivered it. They came in. I was inside. You know, we daily at the uh, study where we were having breakfast both of us, just the two of us in the room at the study, having breakfast. When these people, I don't know them because I was not there, I was inside, I was inside with Dele. They delivered the um, parcel at the gate and the security man, uh, you know, took delivery. He was bringing it in and on the way, met Delegawa's son, uh, you know, Billy, and handed it over to him you know, who brought it inside. That's the story to deliver to his father in the study, you know, and uh, he delivered it and he went out. His father looked at it briefly, handed it over to me. I looked at it and I handed it over. you know, to him, you know, back to him. You know, he um, tilted his, uh, you know, recycling chair slightly and faced the window You know, and uh, he didn't place it on his laps. You know, it was uh, a padded envelope, uh, you know, which was like, uh, it contained a a, a book, (laughs) you know. It's like the kind of uh, padded envelopes that we receive in the newsroom um, Mm -hmm. containing books for review. So it, it wasn't anything suspicious. Or, 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 or new to us as, as, as journalists, um, and they actually, really thought that uh, it contained some, you know, documents that would be useful, you know, for a news watcher, uh, uh, you know, story. Okay. Yeah, you know. So he had it over, the, you know, his laps, and uh, he tried to uh, open it by tearing it from the. Uh, left, uh, you know, top, uh, uh, you know, hand corner of the, of the book. He hadn't really uh, uh, opened it, you know, if he tore it, it was slightly. It, it wasn't really uh, a, a large, uh, uh, you know, tearing of the envelope and the thing exploded. It exploded. Uh, it was a very powerful explosion. Uh, and there was a the big, you know, ball of, uh, uh, you know, fire. The, you know that was re- that was it really, and the damage was done. You know, I mean, uh, you know, the, the 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 power of the um, explosion that went down went, uh, you, you know, towards his laps and uh, shattered his laps. The one that uh, uh, came towards him affected his chest and. Uh, the, you know, belly. Um, the one that went forward hit the uh, window very strong window. You know the way we build our windows with uh, security. Yes. Um, yes. Iron uh, bar. You know that iron bar it was dented forcefully. Uh, if you yes. re- remember wow. the, the 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 pictures that came out of the of the study. Now the one that came towards my direction, you know, was absorbed mainly by the lower part of the mahogany desk um, on which we were having breakfast, you know, so it didn't hit me directly, but it was uh, forceful enough to lift me off my chair and I landed by the doorway. The, you know this is very important piece of information because there are some um, uh, people that i said who had ascribed to themselves the, author- yeah. the authorities yeah. on this matter who they were in there and they claim to know what happened on that day i've
0: read when i was preparing for this i've read numerous articles yes. and different stories that yes. said you they said um, there was, because if you've already broken a couple of myths already around this, old, yeah. What yeah. I read, one of, some of the things I read was he took it on his lap and no, he didn't put it.
1: He defense. didn't put it on his lap because over, it it was over his laps. He didn't place it on his laps. It was over. Yeah. He held it high, high up. You, you know, not on his laps at all. You know, but it was high up. And, and someone, yeah, and someone also mentioned.
0: Sorry to, sorry to, cause I just wanted to bring to light some of these old things that I've been reading and will misinform a lot of people around this world. And it's good to have this opportunity to, to kind of like get the real picture, the real truth behind this, uh, this, this incident. Um. There's someone that said, "Oh, you saw somebody in London, and you took something." That
1: is that that is that is that, that is, that, that is one of the lies <laughs> that should be debunked. <laughs> you know, that's one of the lies. Mm-hmm. I don't know how people can just sit down in their homes and write that kind of nonsense. <laughs> you know, I never met uh, friends of Miriam Babangida somewhere. I didn't carry any photograph to Nigeria. I wasn't doing any story on uh, Miriam Babangida or uh, any of our friends. I went strictly to Nigeria to discuss news business, <laughs> you, you know, so, I mean, yes, I'm happy you mentioned that particular one. Uh, yeah. It's just rubbish, utter nonsense, uh, and lies, uh, you know, such, such things never happened, uh, you know? Yeah. That is one of the, uh, and somebody said, I, I, I ran to the toilet, <laughs> you know,
0: yeah, yeah, yes.
1: You know, I come, I yeah, yes. <laughs> you know uh, so all sort of things, yes. yeah. Wow, you know I must have been a yeah, horrible yeah, Absolutely. And if I was no you listen, you see, this is very important because they did not believe with the power of that bomb that anyone will survive to tell this story. Yes. So it was a huge embarrassment to them that I survived and I could tell this this, this story. So,
0: so wh- wh- who is them? Yeah, well, so the security I mean, people in, in my plan.
1: the you know, I mean the, the okay. security intelligence, uh, you know, people in Nigeria, the, you know, they are the ones who came up with uh, different uh, narratives. Uh, you know, some of them are supposed to be the one to investigate this matter, rather mm. than investigating mm. uh, professionally, they are building up lies to protect their big, big, uh, uh bosses uh, who sent them, you know, to protect them, you, you know, so, uh, some of them said, I, I brought the password. Some of them said, uh, I ran into the, uh, you know, toilet, uh, you know, they, they came up, um, one, there is one, uh, police officer, a you, you know, who was mm-hmm. supposed to be, they um, the one to investigate this matter rather than investigating, he was saying all sort of, you know, lies, You uh, know, saying things like, like, against me. He never even interviewed me. He said that I, 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 I did not mm-hmm. uh, uh, make statements to the police, which is a lie. You know, I made mm-hmm. two statements to the police before I left Nigeria. He said I ran away from Nigeria. I did not run away from Nigeria. I did not leave Nigeria until Legiva was buried. So I was in Nigeria when it happened, my, my own family, my wife and my children came back to Nigeria to meet me in Nigeria. And I was, uh, it took about a month since the incident, it's, uh, um, you know, when Delegiva was uh, finally buried and I was in Nigeria throughout. I, I didn't leave Nigeria until after uh, the burial and I did not go through what is now notoriously Called Nadeco route. I heard I was no Nadeco route at that time. Anyway, (laughs) there was there was the there was the allegation as well that you exactly. I went through the Muritala Mohammed airport, you know, and And which one is the Nadeco route? I've never heard
0: that before.
1: (laughs) You are a young person. You don't know about (laughs) Nadeco. You you know. Anyway, um, I went through Muritala Mohammed, and I was escorted by. Several friends and family, and uh, you know, newswatch executives, all were with me. You know, my myself, my wife, and my two children. My children were very young. You know, at that time, I think my daughter was about three years old, and my my son was just a few months old. You know, at at, at that time, and the British Airways, British Caledonian people were. Because, I mean, that this was a headline story all over Nigeria and around the world. You know, immediately we got to the airport. You know, the British uh, Caledonian uh, ladies, uh, you know, took my children off my wife and uh, playing with them. And they recognized me, uh, Mr. Shoinka, I, I hope you are well now, and so on. You know, they allowed us to go straight into the aircraft before they even started checking people in. <laughs> you know, and uh, I don't know. How they got uh, uh, you know around to tell a false story that I, I went I where I, I escaped through the border you know but look I mean we we know the way the Nigerian authority. so, a piece. A piece. so um,
0: yeah I I I would because I know from from growing up during the Abacha time and towards the end of the Babangida regime they were very hostile to to the press there was no freedom of press and things like that so your publication or yourself and teleguas News um, newswatch would have been a very very dangerous um, organization to, to to the government of, of that time of of, of angida so why was there was it was it a target at the, you know the community of the press or was it specially Specifically against Newsword to sort of shut down the, the the publication. I'm sure they would. They had those decrees back then that they would have just put some decree out or suspect Because there was a time they closed down news houses. I remember around I think 1995, Guardian newspaper in Nigeria was closed down and a few others. They were stopped from 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 publishing any any newspaper or any any magazine. Why would they have gone this route of eliminating someone altogether? It was it's, it's quite, um, it's quite shocking, that kind of. Um, well, it was the first
1: time in uh, Nigeria that we will have a parcel bomb incident. It wasn't the first time in Africa. There was uh, a parcel bomb uh, uh, incident in Mozambique um, okay. where Ruth forced. Uh, the wife of uh, the South African uh, freedom fighter, Joe Slovo was killed by a letter bomb. That was the first incident in Africa. So the second incident was the Delegiwa you know, one that we are talking about in the October 19, uh, 1980, is, um, is, is it? Yeah, 1986 right? Um, that was unique to, 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 to Nigeria. So, I mean, nobody thought a thing like that could happen. So you could imagine us on that day when the passive bomb was delivered. Um, we couldn't have suspected, mm-hmm. you know, for the life of me that what we were carrying in our hand was uh, our instrument of death you know um, whether it was deliberately targeted on uh, delegua or, or Newswatch, I cannot uh, answer that question <laughs> you know but what I know is that we, we received it and it exploded Delegua died I survived um, I can just background it to you by saying that uh, yeah. the type of journalism that uh, the Newswatch was practicing at that time was robust. You know, Newswatch was a campaigning um, you know, news magazine um, that did the the job the way really journalism, investigative journalism should be should be practiced. And mm-hmm. I think uh, Newswatch raised the bar, you know, in journalism, in Nigeria, mm-hmm. you, you know. You, you had uh, some of the best uh, reporters, editors, writers, the, you know, put together in Newswatch um, to produce a world-class, uh, in the news magazine, I was the, and, I, and I was the London bureau chief, the, you know, for for, for for the for the magazine. Okay, some people in power, you know, might uh, feel uh, rattled, uh, you know, by our style of uh, journalism. But really, that is their own, uh, uh, you know, problem. We are doing uh uh, duty as journalists, you know, guaranteed, you know, by by, by the constitution, <laughs> you know. So, um, how anyone would uh, want to eliminate eliminate uh, a journalist, you know, by a letter bomb? I mean, it's just uh, something that I, I personally can understand, and I'm sure most most, most people too, you know will find that difficult to understand but it, it happened in Nigeria that is very brutal. <laughs> you know, it's very, very, very brutal. Um, it's an experience I I still can't personally recover from. Uh, especially uh, psychologically the trauma I still carry uh, impaired, you know, hearing up to today. I mean my, my left, my left ear, yeah, in terms of hearing, is weaker than the right one. You know, I have, uh, uh, you know, hearing uh, uh, instruments here yeah, that I should be using, but uh, I, I really use it, uh, you know, because I, I I can hear well, you know, but not as well, you know, as. Uh, uh you know it should it should it should be that is 37 years or so now after the the you know incident so i have my 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 my, my life so i mean i thank god for sparing uh yes. the, you know my life if it is only my hearing that is impaired i mean well to god be the glory that I, at least i'm still alive i can tell my story indeed. Indeed. yes
0: yes thank you for sharing that insight and so, the, the aftermath of that, um, Newswatch, obviously, um, was he able to continue publishing, publication or I think you had to move on to join, to start, was it when you started um, yes. Africa Today? Yes, or? Um,
1: you know, for me, usually, I don't like staying for more than five years in an establishment. Okay. You know, five years, I try to move on um the newswatch incident, the parcel bomb and then uh, the closure of newswatch um, it was uh, proscribed you know after the uh, the, the bomb uh, you know incidents so we, we were in publishing for a, for, for, for a while all that put together uh, forced me to stay in newswatch for 10 years so I was London bureau mm. chief for Newswatch for 10 years. And uh, I always like to look at the future. You know, at that time, 10 years in Newswatch, you know, plus uh, about uh, uh, three years uh, plus in uh, Concord newspapers, one year with Peter Inahoro in Africa now. Uh, I did uh, another, uh, you know, two or three years with the sketch newspapers. All put together, I had done seventeen years as a foreign correspondent, you know, for Nigerian newspapers and magazines in London. You know, so I, I especially after the after the bomb incident and all the all the noise about it and the controversies surrounding it. I thought, well, look, it was high time. I did something, uh, uh, you know, different. And I, there were two choices open to me. Uh, mind you, throughout the Babangira time, after the bomb, I couldn't return to Nigeria. So that's, uh, self-imposed exile for eight years, you know, in the UK, you know, they, they were uh, they, were, they were still they made me personal non grata in Nigeria. My name was put at the airport, in uh, uh, their computer, so ready to be grabbed anytime I showed up, you know, at the border. You know, so there was no point uh, you know going uh, uh, there. So I was just counting days, you know, and months and years you remember Bangida you know would leave power. I know the power there is not his father's property, one day, no matter how powerful he thought he was, he, you know, he would live, <laughs> you know, and that was exactly what happened yeah, When the time came for him uh, to, to, to leave, Nigerian people got him, you know, out of, uh, uh, you know, the uh, ram barracks uh, or a Rock, you know. So, um, yeah. I mean, for me, I, 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 I knew that uh, um, I had to do something new, and uh, that option, the first one was to return to Nigeria, but that option was not there for me, because the regime, uh, the regime was still, was still there, even though Vangida had left. Um, yes. You know, yeah, we had Shenech yes. to the count, and we, we had, you know, a bachelor. The Babangida boys were still around. And uh, I have contacts uh, with some of them, you you know, and I was uh, Mm. asking, you know, if it was appropriate for me to come back home, you know. All the response that I got was no, I should stay away, (laughs) you know. So Mm. it wasn't until uh, Abacha came. Be, you know to power, uh, you know that I got the denied. Uh, you know to come back to Nigeria. You know so I took my time and uh, decided. Uh, uh, you know went to when we went to return and uh, yeah I, I I returned. I was met at the airport and cleared through security and uh, you know customs. Uh, you know without any problem. You know. And then uh, I spent uh, I spent a few days and I actually launched my first book, the, you know which was on Umaru Diko's kidnapping in London. Yes,
0: yes. I was looking for that book yeah. all over the internet. I couldn't, I couldn't yeah. lay hands on them. It's going to be re,
1: re, 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 reprinted and republished uh, to be out very, uh, I think, in the first quarter of next year. The, yes. Uh, okay. you know yeah. be
0: another interesting mm. read that was another very interesting um episode of, of long history of the of the Nigerian uh, military yes. era and all was period
1: it, it was the, yeah. it was the uh, biggest and the most controversial uh, event uh, or incident of Nigerian interest uh, throughout my career in london as a foreign correspondent so That was how I had to put that book together, you know, towards the end of my career as a foreign correspondent, you know, so that uh, I can show something for my 17 years of uh, being a foreign correspondent in the UK. That was what that um, was all about. So the second option I had, you know, was to set up a news magazine, um, use all my connections for the past, uh, 17 years as a foreign correspondent to Benefit Africa. You know, a top quality publication Mm. that will be um, accepted uh, throughout the world, Uh, you know, that will be of use to people in uh, business, you know, to people who have interest in Africa, you know, who are looking for the authentic story of Africa, you know, not the ones written by the Western Mm. press, you know. Um, a, a, a news magazine that uh, uh, would, you know, compete favorably uh, with the, you know, best uh, around the world and, uh, you know, get the you know, best journalists, best writers uh, across Africa and internationally as well, you know, um, who will contribute uh, uh, credibly. Uh, you know to the magazine that was you know how I started uh, Africa today and I did it in such a way to coincide with the first year of President Mandela you know in office you know as president of South Africa at that time South Africa uh, was free you know um, which was an advantage uh, for me in terms of uh, Uh, launching a new Pan-African, you know, news magazine. And luckily for me, my last assignment, my last bit for Newswatch was South Africa, you know, when they were going through the transition uh, period. So I was reporting from South Africa back to Lagos, you know, the the transition program, the constitutional, uh, you know, conference and all the elections uh, campaign that led to uh, bring in Mr. Mandela to, 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 to power, you know. So I wanted uh, that first edition of Africa Today, as you will have seen in the book, uh, you know, to, 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 to be an interview uh, with President Mandela. It was, it was uh, really, you think it would be very difficult to, to get President Mandela to grant an interview to a news magazine that was not yet in the market. Yes. I mean, uh, all the powerful newspapers and uh, electronic media around the world wanted a Mandela interview, (laughs) you know. And, uh, you know, uh, I I was surprised uh, pleasantly, you know, when I got the note that, uh, yes, uh, President Mandela would uh, grant me the, the interview, you know, and I went to South Africa i went to cape town in his office to do that, uh, that 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 interview that
0: yeah. was well covered in the book which is which was very very interesting some interesting facts about it was when you did kind of like highlight the close relationship mandela with um, with the bacha mm. regime like um the anc and nigeria supported the anc having had enough and I knew Nigeria did spread, you know, very helping hand to South Africa during the years of struggle with apartheid. But never knew about them. Mandela and, and members of the ASC party had that relationship with with the military regime, which was very challenging for Mandela because Nigerians then were looking at South Africa to give that kind of like to put that pressure on, on Nigeria to kind of like you know, put some some heat on on, on that government, especially yeah. with regards to the human rights violations. So that was a bit of a touchy one. From the essence I read from from your interview with yes. Mandela would have been
1: yes, a bit and really others. that is uh, one of the reasons why I said what I said earlier on about the importance of Nigeria in Africa. Uh, you know, uh, the way the outside mm. world you know look uh, up to Nigeria. And I think uh, uh, bad leadership uh, have been the Achilles heels of Nigeria. Um, otherwise, that is a country that uh, uh, naturally commands, uh, you know, respect in the community of uh, a nation. Um, President Mandela yes. made that very clear to me, you know, in the interview. He didn't even need to because I personally, Know a lot, you know, in terms of the assistance given to South Africa, you know, by 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 Nigeria, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I met, uh, you know, nearly all the big uh, wigs in the ANC, with Mandela himself, um, Govan Mbeki, um, you, you know, Joseph Lowood, that I mentioned, uh, you know, earlier on. Um, they all, they, they, all of them had personal interaction with Joe Gabba, our foreign minister. You know, at that time, the um, the the Walter Susulu is another person. You, you, you know, they hold us in very very high esteem. I mean, uh, you know, Archbishop Tutu was, uh, you know, almost in tears when I was interviewing him after visiting Nabacha you know, when he was talking about Nigeria. It was when he mentioned to me, mm. you know, and said the giant of Africa, in referring to Nigeria, you know, that I realized myself as a Nigerian, mm. you know, that it was not for nothing, that Africa and the rest of the world looked up to Nigeria as the giant of Africa. And what Archbishop Desmond Tutu was emphasizing was that he expected uh, higher standard you know, from Nigeria, you know, not uh, to, to annul an, an, an election that was judged to be the free, free and fear, free, you know, and then, uh, you know, to put Abiola in, uh, in detention and then also to put Abbasojo, you, you know, in uh, the, 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 the detention. And uh, to quote him, he was saying that for the giant of Africa, you know, to behave like this, i mean it's not just a disgrace to nigeria it is a disgrace to all of us in africa that was the way Archbishop bishop desmond tutu uh, made it uh, uh, clear to me so really when you look at that i mean so what is the problem of nigeria it is bad leadership you know and uh, mm-hmm. when we get it right and we get the, the right leadership you know in nigeria we've got everything in that country particularly Um, the human uh, capital that we have, you know, in Nigeria to make that country fly. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Towards towards the end of your point around um, the election of it, we can't do this without talking about your relationship with um, Chief Abiola. The former, um, the late Chief Abiola who wanted to like you mentioned, the bad leadership corrects that um, that, that, that that impression of, of the institution of Nigeria to make things work. Like he said a lot of times in his campaign, that was going to eradicate poverty and things like that. So I got to found out from your book that you had a very, very close relationship with Chief Nabiola all of a sudden, everything just went, (laughs) just, just, just stopped like that. I was, I was surprised, I was looking, I was waiting to see, as I was reading through the book to see, oh, what was your involvement in the June 12 election, you know, from, as a journalist, you would have done some PR work for him in the, in the international scene and things like that. And then I just read, and then the relationship just ended, it was, it was quite a surprise to me, but. Obviously, you did mention in the book that, even from your perspective, you couldn't really put together why it, it all ended like that. But then um, Chief Abiola. Would he admit that correction of, of the institution of Nigeria from your, you know, this is an important, question. But just, just, just putting that to you from your impression of him. And well, I, 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 I did, did a
1: done. lot of, uh, uh, you, you know, PR for him um, right, right from the day of the annulment of the election. Um, the, oh. I had parted company with him 10 years earlier, you, you know, and I didn't have anything to do with him after I hmm. left, uh, you know, Concord for 10 years, you, you know. So, but on the day um, of the annulment, um, I was in uh, Newswatch, And I just left my bureau, Mm. when the, and I heard about the announcement, uh, um, the, you know, a colleague colleague called me uh, from uh, the British newspaper, Mm. The Independent, and they wanted me to um, do them a piece, an opinion piece, you know, on the, what will be the, Implications of the annulment. So I did a a, a return. I did the tour back to the um, bureau. You you know, I was furious. You know that uh, such a free and fair election, um, you know, was annulled. So I banked uh, about a thousand. uh, 500 words, uh, you, you know, feature story um, for the independent, you know, on that, which was not used on that Sunday, simply because they got another piece from my more illustrious uh, namesake, uh, you know, showing, Inka. Yeah and decided oh, to run that. Oh, the professor, yes. <laughs> okay. And they called me to say that, uh, okay. you know, Professor Wally Schoenker just sent in a piece, and that they will run it. I said, fair enough, no problem, you, you know. And uh, what I did was to call Chief Abiola on that day, on the same telephone number that I used to get him on, you know. And I narrated this in the book. Um, I didn't need to introduce myself even though it was coming 10 years after, you, you know, I left him. And uh, he just had my voice and recognized it and greeted me in Yoruba, asking after my family and so on. And I was uh, saying to him that I'm sorry about this uh, annulment, you know, but look, you must speak out, you know, to the world today, tonight. As I'm going to link you up, you know, with mm. Newsnight on BBC Two, you know, this this evening, you know. Wow. Um, and I have them. Um, I've spoken to them already. I just want your go ahead. If you give me the go ahead, I'll give them your telephone number, you know, and I, and they and they will give you a call, you know, so that uh, at ten o'clock um, you will be live, you know, on. Uh, on 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 news night, you know, and he said I should, uh, and uh, yeah, I should I should I should go ahead. I think it was Robin Denslow that was anchoring the program that night, uh, you know. So I I, I, I spoke, uh, you know, to them and I said, look, I just spoke to the chief. Uh, he's on standby. He will be available um, at at 10 o'clock, and they had done all, you know they, 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 they branded all their studio uh, which is picture you know with Nigeria mm. images uh, the, the studio was Nigeria that night you know and they and they got mm. uh, yeah no, that, that was yeah, very yeah. uh, uh, very good that was <laughs> worldwide uh, that, 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 and, and all night and then uh, you know after the initial introduction of uh, What's what has happened in Nigeria? They, they brought in Chief uh, on telephone, you, you know, and uh, they interviewed him. And uh, uh, not only that, um, e- e- events uh, were unraveling in, in, in Nigeria speedily, you know, uh, at, at at that time. Uh, when he was going to leave Nigeria, you know. When he was going to flee Nigeria at a particular point, he had to leave Nigeria. Uh, dead in the night, I got a call from his house in Ekeja to say that, uh, you know, Chief
0: mm.
1: has just left in his private jet. You know, they thought he was going to Abuja, mm-hmm. you know, but he wasn't going to Abuja. He was coming to London. You know, the, the security thought he was flying to Abuja, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> but he was coming to London. And I got a call to say that he will arrive London very early in the morning, you know. And he did arrive London very early in the morning. He went uh, to meet, uh, you know, a meeting with the with with the government. The prime minister, John Major, I think he, he was at that time, was not, yeah, was not uh, yes, in town. Was not in the country. It was it was summer holiday, you know. And uh, the okay. senior minister. That was the most senior minister that was uh, in office at that time was Mrs. Cholka, Linda Cholka. who was a minister of state for foreign affairs. You know, Chief Abiola had a meeting with her. um, You know, early that morning. Uh, When he left that meeting and uh, on his way out to the airport again, he called me. You know, on the telephone you know, and uh, greeted me very early, you know, in the morning, and I was, uh, you know, saying to him that, chief, you know, how are we going to do this thing in, in, in Nigeria, this is uh, too much of uh, trouble. Uh, he said to me that, oh, they don't, don't worry. He, he he came with one of his uh, proverbs uh, in, 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 in Yoruba. I can only say it in Yoruba, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was for me, so, yeah, for Yeah, please. Me, he said, uh, "Oh, don't worry. Yes. i bet betting poor, lower, farroba. <laughs> you know, Nigeria will never be the same
0: again." <laughs> <laughs> so, so the blade is 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 come yeah, off the
1: the hands of the barber or something like that. <laughs> that the clipper has uh, dropped from the hand of the barber. <laughs> Nigeria would never be the same, you know. Again, yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. <laughs> it's, it's just true. West Nigeria has from. never been the same yes. again since that incident, <laughs> you, you, you know. But uh, he was, was, he was, he, he, was uh, he was going to the US, you know, and you uh, know, on the same mission um, mm. to drum up support for his uh, um, uh, mandate. Yes, he had a meeting with, uh, oh, yes. you know, Al Gore. Um, you know, who was the uh, vice president, you know, at that, at that time. Vice and, uh, uh, he, you know, reliable sources uh, told me that uh, as he was having the meeting with Al Gore, the president, uh, Clinton, actually popped in brief, briefly, he, you know, and uh, he returned to London. And that was how he was in London, you know, for quite a while, you know. While the campaign was going on mm. in Nigeria, in London, and globally as well, to uh, uh, actualize his, you uh, know, his, his mandate, when the pressure, you know, was getting too much that uh, it should be on ground, you know, in in Nigeria, then of course he had he had to return to Nigeria, and that was what mm. led to his. Uh, Self-declaration, you know, as uh, as as as, uh, as president, uh, you know, while Abacha was head you know, head head of state, you know, so we 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 had two presidents, so we we had a president and we had a we had um you know a head of state, so to say, and of course he was picked up and arrested, and the rest is history. Yeah. Yes, so I, I I I I did my little. Little,
0: little bit, bit in, uh, in there Yes, it was, it was a lot because news night. I know how big news night is. For them to have covered, giving like, Nigeria yeah, that kind of coverage, it would be very popular. I'd actually be interesting to see clips of that Newsnight night episode. Maybe if I look on YouTube or something. One of these ways you can find. But it's very interesting because I like things of such um, value and them. Um, Uh, so this is actually interesting because this episode is actually prolonged I don't think we can have the whole one single episode to capture the interesting stories and give the book the required coverage but I'm sure our listeners will go and get this book um, by um, Mr. Kyle Deshoenka it's on Amazon and it's it's really really interesting not even just from, from his own perspective but just from a perspective of Nigeria, if you have interest in Nigeria, it's worth reading. A lot of stories are in that book that will wow you especially you mentioned the story of um president yeah. Yakubu Gowon, a lot of things like that. <laughs> it was it's, it's very interesting. Numerous accounts. And I can't wait for the next episode of um, the revised edition instead of the uplifted edition of your Marodico story will be very good to to kinda of like you know have a well, let's even come back to current um, affairs of Nigeria because it's, it's actually interesting we're mentioning this abuse of human rights by Abacha the annulment of an election and then Nigeria have come to this um, state more recently where there's the, the youth movement called the NSAS to fight against police brutality and obviously even much more complex issues around the economy and around how the are the nation-state of Nigeria. What's, what, what's
1: your take on all this whole um, situation? I think we lost uh, an opportunity um, with this uh, way we handled the ENSA's, uh, uh, you know, protest. I, I think it is wrong to have sent, uh, yeah. you, you know, people, I don't know whether to call them uh, military personnel, because they are saying that uh, uh, it's it not the army that did it. you, should, you know we are hearing all kinds of things. but some people came you know with uh, uh, automatic uh, you know weapons to shoot, whether they were shooting directly or they were shooting in disguise, we saw it, we saw it we saw the, we saw the you know uh, footage you know, of that. And we saw the footage of some people in army yeah. uniform shooting, you know, as well. I think that should not have happened, you know, because these are our young mm-hmm. our young people, you know. I don't think uh, I have seen such uh, protest from young, mostly well-educated, Nigerians, unfortunately, most of them jobless and uh, coming out to show their frustration, they didn't carry arms. Uh, they were having a peaceful uh, demonstration. No. They've done that for days without any uh, violence um, you know, at all. And I think that in itself um, will have given credit to Nigeria that Nigeria's democracy is becoming robust. That Nigeria's democracy um, is, is is getting mature. <laughs> you, you know that Nigeria's democracy, you know, could be in the same level as we see. You know, particularly in the Western world. But we we lost it. We 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 messed it up. You know, by the involvement of. Uh, 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 people with arms to disperse the, uh, the, uh, the demonstrators. I didn't, I didn't, we're uh, coming from my own uh, uh, international uh, uh, way of looking at things. Uh, I can't justify it amongst my international friends, you know, who are calling me um, for my views, you know, at that at that time. I am a Nigerian and I am very passionate and patriotic, you know, about Nigeria. I want Nigeria to, to to, to, to to develop. And I want our democracy um, to develop. I fight for that in any international, uh, you know, forum that I, I find myself and, you know, where I speak, you know, and I ask you, well, that is where I want Nigeria to go. A robust democracy that respects uh, human rights and uh, a rule, rule of law, a, a, a government and leadership that invests in it's uh, youth, you know, that is uh, something that I am very, very uh, interested in, and that you know, I I, I really applaud uh, those uh, you know young boys and uh, you know girls who who, who who came out because they are frustrated, you, you know, they 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 want a brighter future, and what is more, you see, mm-hmm. I, I, over. There in Nigeria, I was in Nigeria when this was going on, mind you. Yeah, I only just came back to the UK a few days ago. Mm. You know, yeah. um, I had never seen a um, crowd of protesters um, gathered in front of the Nigerian High Commission
0: uh,
1: in London, uh, Not- Not- Notumbaland Avenue, yeah. that stretched all the way you know, through Northumberland Avenue into Trafalgar Square, you know, like I saw in this uh, NSAS demonstration. And I, I hope that the Nigerian authorities will take notice, you know, of that. It is serious uh, what happened in Nigeria and uh, the international community started taking notice of that you know, I didn't realize that we have that, you know, number of Nigerians, youths in uh, in the UK, particularly in London, as we saw, you you know, in that particular, you know, protest. And I can tell you that most of them maybe have not even been to Nigeria before, you you know. I have been saying uh, to people in authorities in Nigeria that uh, one thing they should realize if they don't know, is that we have two Nigerias now, whether they like it or not. We have Nigeria in Nigeria and Nigeria outside Nigeria. And whether they like it or or not, the Nigeria outside Nigeria is as important as Nigeria within Nigeria. And that they themselves are seeing it, if they don't really recognize it, they are seeing it because they have been inviting some Nigerians in diaspora to become ministers in Nigeria. ewela is one. And then that lady who was uh, a successor to Okonjuwela, uh Kemi something, uh, who resigned, uh yeah, as minister for you know finance. Uh, and you will you will whether we like it or not, in future still uh, even Akeemumi, uh you know, who is uh the, the, the president of the ADB uh, presently came in to be Minister for Agriculture. You know, there are plenty more talented Nigerians outside yes. in the diaspora that should be of use you know, to our economy, to the growth of our country. And uh, leadership in Nigeria must, uh, m- m- must bear all this in mind. So whatever happens in Nigeria, any at any time, you know, Nigeria must be careful because there will be reaction internationally before you yeah before you knew it the whole world is you know, now protesting uh, with Nigerian youths on this SARS, uh, you know things so what I'm saying here is that um, we've got to be very careful uh, in the way we handle our affairs now. We can no longer be handling our affairs in Nigeria when it comes to protests. We should be more liberal and uh, give room, you know, for protests because we are now in a democracy. You know, we are no longer in military rule. You know, it is actually um, ironic that we behave in Nigeria at times as though we are still under military rule. You, you know we forget we, we instinctively forget yes. that we are no longer <laughs> under military uh, uh, rule that, that military rule you know thing still runs in our psyche. okay maybe yeah. it will take to take to take a while uh, you know for yeah, us to get win ourselves out of it you know but our democracy uh, must survive that is that, that, mm-hmm. that, that is very 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 important. You know, so I hope the government in Nigeria at the federal level, at the state level, you know, will have learned a lot of lessons uh, from these NSAS, uh, you know, things. Uh, Government must take the youth seriously. Government must uh, uh, invest, uh, you know, empower the youth. We cannot afford to have our youth um, uh, uh jobless. Jobs must be created for them. you, you know So if they have not been doing uh, as well as they should have been doing before the, the NSAS protest started, they better uh, go back to the drawing board because uh, what has happened um, is just uh, a, a, a kind of uh, uh, you know warning um, you know to them. Uh, if this happens again, it might be bigger than what we have just, uh, the, you know, seen, and it might be completely out of, uh, uh, you know, control.
0: Wow, wow. Thank you so much. And, and lastly, you do you have any, are you partisan in, in the politics of Nigeria or
1: just an observer or an advisor or what, what capacity just um any any interest in kind of like correctness maybe, maybe, you, maybe you, you didn't know but i mentioned this in my book um i i i ran for governorship in my state on on three occasions you you, you know in the yeah, nice. states i ran in twenty two uh 2003. Uh, was the first time I ran for, for, for governorship. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't get the ticket. I ran in 2007. I didn't get the ticket, and I also ran in 2011. They, they didn't give me the ticket. They gave it to somebody who was not even a member of our party. <laughs> you, you know, so well three consecutive uh, <laughs> you, you know occasions I ran to be governor of my state. I didn't get the ticket, so. I, you know, continued with my, you know, profession and uh, job that people know me, know me for as a newspaper reporter, you know. So if my, if things get worse in Nigeria and uh, my children are asking me, Daddy, how can things be this bad, you, you know, in our country, I will be able to confidently tell them that I tried my best to bring about a change you know but uh, the system will not allow me yeah. so in my own case I think I have paid my dues you know and I I, I encourage other people you know who have um, service to offer you know to not leave Nigeria alone uh, we need good people yeah. in politics my experience uh, when I did it um, shows that uh, it is not that politics is bad. Politics is not bad. The, the problem is that we have uh, bad people, you know, in politics.
0: Mm. Bad politicians. <laughs> wow, wow, yes, I, I, I read in your book and I was aware of your uh, Yeah. Humanitarian ambition in 2011 kept being postponed and things like that eventually as you mentioned it's just done at the back sliding in someone's living room or something anyway wow it's it's been really it's been wonderful having you, and i do hope we can have another session maybe we can time it when the the next book comes out a similar book review like this is it? it's very insightful been really good going through your journey but we can use one search one episode to to, to cover it in the title of is very very helpful but I will encourage our readers to go and purchase this book by Mr. Cardi it's, it's 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 a very interesting book and I will show sure people who have an interest of Nigeria at we'll this book. It's been wonderful having you on the show. Thank you so much Mr Cardi. And I wish you all the best with your future endeavors. Thank you very
1: much for having me. I, I wish you all, you all the best, you know, as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.